Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. I thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. You know, we've covered a lot of subject matter and uh, the various episodes that we've had together. We just finished uh, looking at First Peter, as a matter of fact. And we're going to begin something new today, <clears throat> which has actually been something uh, on my mind for uh, quite a period of time, over a period of several years. I actually did some writing on it a while back and have toured around and messed around and still am and hoping to get to it. Maybe this will motivate me even more, right, <laughs> to actually put it down in a... Um, in a book type of format, uh, because there's a certain phrase that you see in Scripture, uh, particularly in the New Testament, you see it repeated over and over. And I actually heard somebody uh, a week or two ago say how many times it was mentioned. I think it's mentioned more than 50 times, but don't hold me to that, <laughs> more than 50 times within the Scripture. And I think it's something that we can uh, really, really, really receive transformation from if we would simply do what the Word of God tells us. And so it's this phrase, okay, it's the phrase, one another, okay? One another is the phrase. And the Lord tells us a great deal about one another and using the phrase one another. And where I want to begin is in uh, the 13th chapter of John. 13th chapter of John. Uh, Jesus is having his last meal with his disciples, and he would die the next day. And so Judas has just gotten up and walked out. And the reason I know that is because it says John 13, 30. So after receiving the morsel, he went out immediately and it was night. <laughs> well, there you go. Then verse 31. Therefore, when he was gone out, that's the reason I told you a little bit of the context that Judas had just gone out. So, you know, it's sort of a interesting time here. They're not quite sure what Jesus is saying, what's happening. Judas is leaving and the, the other disciples are thinking he's going to take care of financial things or get more food or something. They weren't quite sure what he was doing. So he has gone out and now Jesus said, now is the son of man glorified and God is glorified in him. Verse 32, if God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him immediately. Some real interesting things about what is meant by this glorifying that we're not going to get into right now. The bottom line is this. Jesus is saying the time has arrived. The time has come for God to receive all glory. And he's going to receive all glory by what is happening to the Son of Man, speaking of himself. He'd been telling them over and over and over again that he's going to Jerusalem, that he was going to be betrayed, that he's going to be handed over to religious rulers, that he would be killed, and that on the third day he would rise again from the dead. And the time has arrived for that. And he says that God is going to be glorified in him, in the Son of Man, and the Son of Man would be glorified in the Father. Verse 33 says this, Little children, I am with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews... Now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. Now in a couple of verses, Peter's going to pick up on that and say, Lord, where are you going? You know, why can't we follow you, et cetera, et cetera. But Jesus says something else before Peter said that. And this is going to be uh, the bottom line of what we're looking at in these next 
few episodes, many episodes probably. John 13, 34, Jesus says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Verse 35, By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So three times in these two verses, Jesus uses the phrase one another. And he tells them, he says, I'm giving you a new commandment now. They'd been living under the commandments of the law. He'd been dealing with the uh, the law a lot. He'd been dealing with the life of the kingdom and, and what the Lord expected. He says, but I'm giving you a new one. And the new one was this, you need to love one another. And he's speaking this to these men, one who had just got up and go out and betrayed him. That's the reason he didn't say this until he'd already left, right? He says, you are to love one another. This is a primary command that the body of Christ is given, that we are to love one another. And as we go along, as, we're going to, as we'll see, it's a challenge sometimes, okay? We're to be forbearing with one another. We're to encourage one another. We're to exhort one another. But we are to love one another. But it's the one another that's important. One another, by definition, means those that are truly saved. These are commandments to those who are truly saved. A lot of times where the issues arise is that you have the wheat and tear thing going on. Okay, within uh, an organizational church, there will be those who are of the organism. They are true believers. Those are the one another's. The other ones, the tares, I call them the non-anothers. Non, N-O-N, non. They're not of another. So they're not a part of the one another's. They are a part of the non-anothers. And a lot of times there's friction and there's problems because you cannot have the love for one another because you don't have the Holy Spirit. You may like one another. You may get along great, may be great friends, but you're not unified in the Spirit because the one who is a non-another who is not saved does not have the Spirit. But Jesus is speaking to those who are truly saved. He said you're to love one another. To what degree are we to love one another? Well, he tells us, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Well, to what degree did Jesus love them? Well, when you go read the Gospels, you see that he loved them tremendously. He put up with a lot of stuff. There were many times when he looked at them and said, how long do I have to put up with this? You know, he, he would express his frustration with them, but he did so without ever sinning in any way. Okay? But we are to love one another in the same way that Jesus has loved you. And people say, oh, that's that agape love. That's the love that the Lord has for us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but really what that is, agapeo, that type of love, is the love that where you want what is best for the other individual. But then Jesus brings this zinger in with the last verse. This is the last one we'll look at. Let me start with 34 again. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Verse 35. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This right here is profound, folks, because this is antithetical to how we really come across within the Western church today. 
Jesus says, the world will know that you're my disciples by how you love one another. He did not say that the world will know that you're my disciples by your proper theology or by your great worship services or your great teaching or your great preaching or even your love for me or love for the Father. He did not say that the world will know that you're my disciples by the great deeds that you do in my name, by the great things that you do for the world. He did not say that the world will know that you're my disciples by the great programs that you do or the wonderful buildings you have are all the stuff that we think is so important. It's none of that. He said, the world will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. What if we were to change everything that we do and we were to evaluate it from that perspective? If we were to evaluate the programs, if we were to evaluate the various things that we do day in and day out as an organizational church, what if we did it with this in mind? How does this enhance and feed into the love of one another? I think if we did that, it would change a lot of stuff that we do. <clears throat> and the world will know that we are his disciples and the world will be drawn to it. As I've said many times before, why is it that people, quote unquote, don't go to church? Because they've been there. Because of the experiences they've had, they do not see the love of the Lord. The commandment of the Lord is this, love one another. We must do so. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.